bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits but a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth. (laughs) Yes. I'm jammed up on coffee right now, so I'm like ready to roll, right? I'll be like this for the next 15 hours. No, I'm just. That's how I knew I'd never be a rock and roll disc jockey. Too much energy. And I used to see rock and roll disc jockeys, when they were done talking, they would like slump in their chair like. And then turn on the microphone and just boop, pop to life. Hey, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. However, because I went to school and learned how to read and write and do arithmetic, I can count to. Number five. So there. Well, Jeffrey Smith started chemotherapy in May to treat his diagnosis of bladder cancer. But as a resident of the Milwaukee Housing Authority, Holton Terrace, he's also facing another uh, battle. When Smith quit his job, As a cleaner in 2020 began receiving disability payments, he went to the Housing Authority's rent assistance office to fill out paperwork showing his income had changed so his rent could be adjusted accordingly. He began paying $280 a month instead of $377 like he did previously. He's lived there since 2017. This is from JS Online. He had gone through the process before adjusting his rent whenever he switched jobs or reduced his hours. But this time, the Housing Authority did not record the change or lower his rent. And so from June 2020 to May 21, 2021, Smith's rent ledger shows him paying 280 every month but racking up debt of more than $2,000 because his rent obligation was never adjusted down. 
as his debt accumulated, he was not notified until a new building manager came to Holden Terrace two years later in February of 2022 and gave him an eviction notice. So for a disabled, low-income tenant, it came as a shock. He said, I'm paying my rent month for month, month to month, and nobody told me my rent was supposed to be different. Whose fault is that, mine or yours? But then Smith is one of many residents calling out the Housing Authority of Milwaukee for what they say is widespread negligence in its accounting practices causing financial and emotional distress to mostly low-income, elderly, and disabled renters. Three of the six tenants who spoke to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about their concerns said the housing authority appeared to have lost their rent checks, twice leading to eviction notices. Four of the six reported being charged confusing and incorrect late fees, some of which were later attributed to computer errors. And two tenants described unknowingly racking up thousands of dollars in owed rent without any notification from the housing authority. Now, many residents have been working over the past year with Common Ground, a coalition of faith groups, local businesses, and other organizations that have been advocating for people in public housing. At a community assembly, This past Monday, Common Ground leaders characterized the issue as a pattern of dysfunction at the housing agency. Who's in charge of the the, um, housing authority for the city of Milwaukee? Does anybody know? 833-212-1017. Hit me on the talking text. So... We got major issues in housing. That makes no sense to me. So you lose my check, and then you tell me I'm going to get evicted for you not cashing my check. Like, what kind of system do you have, and who works at the housing authority that lets this happen? An ex-manager says problems from the pandemic were left to fester. I mean, it's a simple thing of recording somebody's payment, putting it into the system, doing a trial balance, and then submitting it to the, like, really? Hmm. That's interesting. How do you post something to the wrong place? Wow. And so the weird part about it is if someone's giving you a check, then yeah, let me stop. Let me quit. I just got to go on to number four because if I don't, I'm going to get mad. Number four. Well, in Washington County, this is from CBS 58. Authority seized 17 firearms, more than an ounce of cocaine, $12,000 in cash while executing a search warrant in the village of Slinger. Thousands of rounds of ammunition, ballistic vests, um, psilocybin, mushrooms, and marijuana were also confiscated from the James Street apartment. 
They say Robert Cleveland, 37-year-old slinger man, was already in custody on unrelated charges at the time of the warrant and the Washington County uh, Sheriff's Office Multi-Jurisdictional Drug Task Force and Slinger Police um, had a great effort. It resulted in the arrest of an individual who clearly has little respect for neighbors in the community of, of um, Slinger. Charged with multiple felonies and misdemeanors, including keeper of a drug house while armed, possession of a machine gun, and possession of cocaine with intent to deliver. Bail was set at $100,000. You think if they caught a black man, they would have set his bail at $100,000? They'd probably be at like a half a million. I don't know. I think people think we have superhuman strength or, or, or superhuman something. I don't get it. I don't know. Number three. Two Milwaukee men are now charged in connection to the July armored truck robbery and the killing of a guard. Prosecutors say 28-year-old Damian Huff pulled the trigger. 31-year-old Colby Logan was the getaway driver. The guard, 55-year-old Scott B. of Waukesha, died after he was shot during the robbery at North Shore Bank near 80th and Capitol. So that will be uh, something that we have to keep uh, looking into and making sure that we know what's going on. Number two. I've only seen one of these, I believe. But there's a pretty rare lunar event that's going to be happening tonight, a blue supermoon. So what in the heck is that? Well, definition of a blue moon is a full moon that occurs twice in one month. Tonight's full moon will be the second full moon in August, with the first one occurring back on August 1st. Blue moons typically occur once every two or three years. So tonight's full moon will be a super moon, meaning it will appear very large and bright. It, it did look pretty, pretty big in the sky last night. I was driving from up north. In its, approxim- in its close, blah, I'll get it right, meaning it'll appear very large and bright in the sky because of its close proximity to Earth. A blue moon and a super moon occurring at the same time is fairly rare. So this won't happen again. You ready? Till January 2037. Moonrise is at 745 tonight, and we'll have a great view of it across the state. as skies will be mainly clear. So you could check that out. Number one. This story has me upset and and I wanted to leave it to last because I wanted to send my condolences to the family. We reported the other day that 11-year-old boy who was hit by a bicycle on Fond du Lac and Hoyt in critical condition has now died. He was riding a bicycle crossing the street um, and the hit and run happened three days prior around 3.15. We heard about it on yesterday. Near Holt and Fond du Lac, police say that the boy was crossing on his bike when he was struck by a driver. The driver ultimately fled eastbound on Fond du Lac, and the child was in the hospital in critical condition. Well, a 30-year-old man has since been arrested. Police say on Tuesday the striking vehicle was also recovered, and criminal charges have been referred to the DA's office. The victim's friend, 11-year-old um, Camante Washington, told TMJ4 News where the story comes from, TMJ4.com. He saw his friend get hit. He said, I'm shocked, so shocked, I just want to bust down in tears. 
He went flying up in the air, and then I went over there and started crying. Witnesses and neighbors rushed to the boys' help, and they actually began CPR. Uh, Donald Scroggins pulled over to help the children and said, it was a lot of there's a lot of cars, and then I see kids laying down in the grass, and I was wondering what was going on. And neighbors like Washington's grandmother, Loretha James, say they are fed up with the reckless driving in the neighborhood. She said, where are they going in a hurry? Nowhere. Drag racing down the street. It's every day. So our condolences to the young man who was killed, and the man is in custody, and he will have his day in court, and... That's all I can say. What I will also say is it's not just the black neighborhood. I was on the south side today. I was in Mequon today. I was on the north side today. People are driving like fools for absolutely no reason. And we have to do something about it. I did not see one police car the entire time I was on the street today from six o'clock this morning till two o'clock this afternoon driving around the city. I did not see one squad car and it's not their fault. I'm just saying we need to do a better job at making sure people stop reckless driving. What is it? Is it too easy to get a driver's license now? Is it too easy to get it renewed? And that seems to not, people seem to not care because they drive with or without them. Take the plates off their car and just go zigzagging. I've seen it on Miller Parkway. I've seen it on South 43rd Street. I've seen it on KK. I don't know what we're going to do, but I know there needs to be some follow-up and some follow-through from the police department and the district attorney's office and the city attorney's office to make sure when people don't do what they're supposed to do, they actually pay a fine or go to jail. And with that, I just got one thing to say. One call, that's all. One call, that's all is right. Now's your chance to be entered in to win the one call, that's all 5K giveaway. You heard it. That's your chance to win $5,000. is the number. Be caller number three. Be caller number. I said I was going to choose number nine. Well, it's a multiple of three, right? Nine? Okay. <laughs> Or three is a multiple of nine. <laughs> Math. Um, be caller number three right now. You'll be entered in to win $5,000. Remember, if you or a loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call. That's all. Be caller number three for your chance to win. 833-212-1017 is the number. Your chance to be entered in to win this money. From the one call, that's all. 5K giveaway. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. 833-212-1017. 1017 for caller number three. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. listening to truth in the afternoon who is it marquina marquina you are caller number three and you won and you are now qualified to be a winner of the one call that's all 5k giveaway so compliments of gruber law offices so if you're still calling we already got a winner sorry we already got a winner already got a winner Already. <laughs> so, uh, where was it? Where is it? Okay, my talking text line is blowing up. Watch out, gonna. Okay. In nineteen eighty seven, Larry King show with auto industry leaders. Who do you think was on that show? Me. I was the first black man to call the show when they, when they, the auto leaders were on the air complaining about why Toyota and Hondas were outselling them. These rich, these ultra rich white dudes had no clue till I told them on the air a simple, and the air, the simple, the, the solution and reason was simple. They, ugly cars. I, I'm not going to add some of the other flavor language but um square and boxy was not what the public liked anymore the public started liking smoother looks like toyota and honda i told them mimic their designs and save your industry this came from me over a national westwood one audience that's what saved our audio industry the next year that came out with rounded for taurus other smoother so you believe it was because of you okay and that was from Brian. And then the caller said, Blue Moon is typically a glass of beer with. <laughs> y'all silly. Oh, y'all silly. Um, ah, Dr. Ken, that would be Willie Hines. We'll have to call and have uh, Willie Hines on the show. We will have to give a call to Willie Hines. If Rhea, if you could do me the opportunity of uh, maybe reaching out and see if he'll come on the show. Willie Hines. Ah, very cool. 833-212-1017 is the number. Um, I mean, not taking up for them, but I'm sure they're like every other city agency where there's not a lot of help and not a lot of things are happening. And COVID really did do in a lot of, a lot of businesses and a lot of... Um, City government, you know, agencies. 
where people would just not come back to work or retire or whatever. I'm just looking at the weather right now, and um, President Biden is offering help to um, southeastern portion of the United States where the hurricane came through. And now Savannah, Georgia, and places like that, um, Idalia is closing in on there. It's on the other side. And, and so the weird part about these hurricanes is that what we call dissipated, they turn into multiple tornadoes when it gets inland. And so now there's a tropical storm warning uh, for Florida, Georgia, and South Carolina, there's over almost a half a million people without power. And um, there are three different systems that are working their way around the southeast. And, and it's, it's, it's going to get a little interesting in the, in the coming hours because the hurricane, you know, when it hits land, turns into tornadoes. And then it can branch off to two, three, four, five who knows? Trees down, wind. Sarasota's getting hammered. I mean, you almost need a boat or an SUV to drive around, and even SUV would get wet because the water's so deep. And so whenever I see that, whenever I hear that, I'm glad all I have to deal with is maybe a tornado and a snowstorm. Has Wisconsin had a <laughs> has Wisconsin had a snowmageddon? Like where it snowed so bad. I remember one time in the police department, one time the snow was actually so bad that you couldn't even shovel. And I remember because nobody went to work. Literally, nobody went to work. Except the cops and the firefighters. So we would send wagons and call people and say, hey, there's going to be a, a wagon at such and such a stop. And it's going to sit there for like 15 minutes. And you got to make your way there. And then we'll pick you up. And we would call. But that was one of those days where if you dropped your cell phone, pff, you're done. We found it in the spring. But it, it, it was, and, and we sent cars around and they sent trucks and all sorts of stuff. And we just all piled in and rode back because people worked in different districts. And I think if I remember correctly, it got so bad because I lived close enough, I went to the district in District 3. But some people lived on... 60th and Silver Spring, and they worked in districts two on the south side, on Lincoln. And they basically told people, hey, you just go to the nearest district where you live and go to work. <laughs> and so that's what people did. They were like, okay, I'm close to here. I'll walk up the street and go to work there. Luckily, I lived close enough to where I work, so I was able to just go to work. But it, it, was, it, it was a mess. It was a mess. Weather is unpredictable. And we're coming up on those times where the weather is going to start to 
impact us this fall. Um, but I got to say, because I got to throw it out there to poke a few people. I know, um, well, I don't know if you can blame the hurricane on global warming because it's wet and cold. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! <laughs> You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, I'm still stuck on toll roads. I think we need toll roads in Wisconsin. As long as the people that build them don't run them up. Right? Ease it, ease people into it. But it's kind of weird that people seem to think, <laughs> yeah, we can get all those people from Illinois coming here. I'm like, you do know people from Wisconsin will have to pay the toll. Like when you go up north to your house, when you go out west to go to Madison, you're going to pay a toll. Now, granted, it might be two bucks. It might be a dollar. But one thing we also have to take into account is side streets are going to get crowded. So if there's a side street you can take, what what is it? Um, what's Fond du Lac? 45? Like as you go northwest into Washington County, you can see where Fond du Lac rolls through there. You can follow it into the, well, you know, people... Like, can you take side streets to <laughs> Lambo? I mean, I'm just wondering. That's the only way we're going to curb the taxes. But I have a question. And I would love to get the governor on as well. Why do we have a surplus and we're not giving it back to people? What are we doing with that money? And why do we keep dumping so much money into public schools, but they're not doing better? Can we get a definitive strategic plan for schools? A definitive, this is what Milwaukee public schools are going to do. I look at the buildings and the buildings are run down. I look at the 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 places where we if I'm going to spend extra money, 
I need to see improvement. There needs to be improvement in the classroom. And there needs to be improvement in the buildings. The fact that you had to close schools because it was warm. The fact that you had to close schools because it was too warm outside is unconscionable to me. It's unconscionable because we should have been paying to get those buildings fixed up. And somebody said it'll cost close to a billion dollars because like X amount of the schools, it was, it was, it was some absorbent number. And I said, okay, so what are some of the things we have to do to fix it? Because if we're having issues with roads, then let's, let's just get it fixed. If we're having issues with schools, let's just get them fixed. It's, it's literally that simple. We just need to make sure that the money goes where it's supposed to go. Every time a school, a public school gets money, doesn't mean it has to go to teacher salaries. And if it's going to go to teacher salaries, the first thing we need to do is extend third grade reading beyond third grade. Kids are having trouble learning how to read because they're starting out earlier not knowing how to read and not getting the support they get at home. So by the time they get to school, they don't have the basics that you need in kindergarten, first grade. I was looking at pictures and reading comics when I was five years old. As a child, I was literally three grades ahead. In reading, because I was an avid reader. Not everybody is, but there's a baseline of whether or not you know how to read. And teachers are good at that. I think we just need to extend it and stop this, 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 this reading specialist thing and pulling kids away because now you're not learning the other things you need to learn. And you'd be able to learn faster and learn better if you actually knew how to read. Is it the parent? Is it the student? Is it the teacher? Is it the, right. And I think teachers are to be commended. They do an absolutely phenomenal job. But they also chose that profession. Just like police officers, firefighters, you chose to be of service. So you can complain a little bit, but I don't know if you can... You know, I told those officers, well, you can, you can quit. Here's the door. You can write a memo and roll out today. Or you can be part of the solution. And part of the solution means bringing in somebody who is going to change the status quo. And you've got to have enough people on the school board who are going to push back to the union 
and make the change that needs to be changed so the children of Milwaukee and the children of Wisconsin can grow and thrive. Otherwise, we're just complaining about something and complaining about something. Meanwhile, the teachers are still getting paid and everybody's still getting paid and everybody. And the only people that are losing are the children. And I'm not in that level of education. So I don't I don't work in a public school. It's tough. But many times it's also rewarding. And so we need to hear what it is you need in order for you to receive the help you need. Not complaining about the union or complaining about this or that, but what do you, you actually need? 833-212-1017 is the number. What do teachers need in order to be successful? We're coming into a school year. Um, we're going to be off you know, we got tomorrow, and then we'll, you'll get the best of on Monday. We'll be chilling over the weekend and hanging out and, you know, doing all that stuff for Labor Day. And then Monday morning, you'll realize it's your last day off, and then you start school. And it's on. What is it we need to do in order to get these kids ready? For the workforce. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. What what is it that we need to have change? Like what are the top three things that need to change in the public school system? You can't say the unions, you can't say the teachers, and you can't say better parents. We know that already. Ninety five percent of the teachers are a hundred and ten percent phenomenal, right? They make up for the other five percent that are not. School union, whether you like it or not, ensures that, that, that there's some modicum of equity amongst employees. And parents, many of them are doing the best that they can with what they have. That their kids don't go to public school because they love public school. They go to public school because it's the only school they can afford. So then what do we do? 833-212-1017 is the number. Give me a call. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know, August is Black Business Month. You only got one more day. And the award-winning 1017 The Truth is teaming up with Associated Bank to celebrate the excellence of Black-owned businesses in our community. Together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations and supporting Black businesses. And that's why Carrie Noni will be spotlighting four Black businesses in Milwaukee and telling the story of their success. So be sure to follow 1017 The Truth on social media and YouTube, where we are broadcasting and streaming live. 
at 101.7 The Truth. And you can watch incredible stories of these black-owned businesses. Truth Nation, we encourage you to buy black all month long. But don't just stop tomorrow. Keep going till the end of the year. All year long. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help. 833-212-1017 is the number. Thomas, you're on the new 101.7 The Truth. Hey, um, I was going to say, I think there's too many sort of bad, bad societal habits that have become normal for the school system to be able to fix um, and to be able to teach, you know? That's what I think. Such as? Well, you know, families that aren't together, violence, violent music, um, uh, media that's sort of um, self-centered and uh, about, like, the, yourself and not others. I think a lot of people have started to live n- normal lives that are where much of the normalcy has a lot of uh, social sickness um, embedded in it. And so since cult- since culture and uh, school, s- schools are... You know, even teachers came from families like that at this point many many times. I just think that the things that are before school have to be fixed for before school can even be a thing that one learns in. If if their mind's not in a place to learn, how, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So where are you getting all this information from? Well, I didn't give you any information. (laughs) I guess I'm speaking in general terms. I mean, if you... If you listen to the to the current young popular music, I mean, it's it, you know it's talking about murdering others. I mean, I think if you have popular culture that no, 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 I, I want you, you know, I want you to connect what you're saying to the issues that are in certain communities. Are you talking about black communities? Well, black community, but because of the influence of um, hip hop and black culture, I mm-hmm. would say it's probably prevalent amongst other communities as well because people want to be cool quote unquote you know what i mean so, so you're saying black people and black music is a bad influence on white suburbanites uh, no i mean that's what you want to hear i'm not saying that i mean it's a bad influence on them you know it's a bad influence on any person that wants good order i would i would guess and i wouldn't restrict it to members of you know uh black community you know it would be a lot of people who it's just that i think the black community deals with the brunt of it because it's uh, already hopeless in a way in a lot of the areas where it's you know 80 percent plus black so say that wait wait, wait. say that, that point, again that it's hopeless in areas where they're 80 plus percent black well yeah if you look at property value it's hard to build wealth okay. you know it's hard okay. to build wealth in in black communities, it's just hard to build wealth in general. You know, like even really? if a black guy, hmm. well, yeah. I mean, can you think of a black neighborhood where the house, the housing market, is even remotely close to a white neighborhood? Yes. I mean, that's a huge springboard of of wealth, and that's wealth translates to hope. Okay, so I suggest so I so so I suggest you go to Madison, Illinois. M a t t e s o n. Zip code is okay. 60443. It's in Rich Township. It's a suburb. 
There are a heck of a yeah, lot of people well, in not, that. I'm, uh, 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 uh. I'm going with what you said. The majority of the people in that neighborhood are black. In 1988, there was a show. I believe it was the 80s or early 90s. Um, 60 Minutes talked about neighborhoods where black people moved into suburbs and white people moved out and sold their home because they thought that when black people moved in, the neighborhood was going to go to crap. And they said, you know, when there's 80 percent in a neighborhood, then you know that it's not going to be anything. Madison, Illinois, Olympia Fields, Illinois, are black communities where they're predominantly black and that the median income is some of the highest in the country and that most kids that live there. No, no, I'm going with what you're saying. And that you said well, no, there were no with, the ex- with one of the exceptions. OK, with all I'm due saying, respect, with know? all due respect, so did you. You made an assumption that all neighborhoods or places where they're 80 percent black. They're in no, poverty. And run down. Is that well, I wasn't talking, talking about, about Milwaukee. Milwaukee I'm public, going, well, I thought we were talking about. No, Milwaukee I was talking about school. I was talking about schools all over the all over the state of Wisconsin. Oh, my bad. I thought you were talking about Milwaukee Public Schools. Well, of course you would make the assumption that when you hear something bad and you hear something predominantly black, we're talking about Milwaukee. But there are a lot of bad. Hey, you ever been to Green Lake? There's a lot of bad school districts that are white. Poor school districts that are white. The point I'm trying to make is that there are places in America where they are predominantly black, where the median income is upwards of a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, they live in million-dollar homes, and most of the people there, the school district went up, the homes went up, the education level went up when white people moved out and black people moved in. Well, I just never seen nothing like that. Nothing personal. I was talking, trying to talk about patterns, you know. Well, those patterns are assumptions because there are a great number of black people who came from single-family homes that are phenomenal today. So making the assumption, and when we talk about broken families, that's negative in and of itself. You can come from a single-parent household and slam it. I did. Oh, of course. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. The problem is the majority of them do. But because we have this picture in our mind that if it's not a white nuclear family in a suburb and have all these things, then it's going to fail. And it's just not true. Well, I wasn't trying to say that. I was just trying to, you know, believe it or not, I was just trying to be honest, you know? And, and I appreciate it. And, and I'm not necessarily badgering you for it. I'm, I'm saying assumptions that we have may not necessarily be true because if we just take a broader look, and take a step back and look around, I think you'll find that many people who are successful, a lot of them came from broke, as we call them, broken homes. I like to call it single parent home or, or not um, mainstream ways of doing it. But much of that wasn't our fault either. But that's, that's another argument. But I thank you for calling Thomas. It, 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 um, I, I enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, man. Rock on. All right. All right. Take care. And and so I'm, I'm just trying to say that that broaden your perspective. But I understand what Thomas was talking about. I understand that when you hear negative, you instantly think about the black community. That's unfortunate because I got some pockets in the city that's predominantly white. 
But I would question them. Well, you know, we got some, yeah. You know? So, you know, I would, I would, you know, I wouldn't be so quick to say that because this is, this is actually our city. It's not your side of town over there and their side of town. It's our city. And we have to remember that. We live here. Talking text line. Courtney say, wowzers, call her, stop talking. You're digging a hole. Mr. Mr. Lee says, so we're hopeless, huh? Thomas's comments on music are an example of a lack of learning he speaks of. He is obviously ignorant of the fact that the lyrics of the Star Spangled Banner are violent. No, we've, we've never read those before. Kind of racist, too, but, you know, I'm just saying. Oh, well. If you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, thank you for today. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next, and I'll see you in about 22 hours, and everything's going great. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. Don't listen to no Johnny Cash. Always at work say he was talking about jail and killing people. But you know it's different when they say it. They don't really mean it. When we say it, huh? Run. What was it? Run, hide, duck, or one run, duck, and hide? Or yeah. Anyway, you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. God bless. I'm out. <laughs>